And now, two old school guys talking about music and stories about their radio days. It's T-Man and John, the music freaks. This song was so big pop, and she only had a follow-up that was R&B. Hmm. I always liked her. Yeah. I liked her when she was a member of Arrested Development. Yep, yep. Dion Ferris. Dion Ferris. This song was number one for weeks. Weeks. Huge. We wore the label off of it at WAPE, I think. I thought about Arrested Development over the weekend when uh, we went up to Charleston. Yeah. And it, it's, a, it's a podcast in itself that my ancestors were up in Charleston, and it was the first or the biggest at the time. Yeah. The, the biggest black-owned plantation. Oh, okay. And the biggest, yeah, the biggest black-owned slave owners were my ancestors. <laughs> because wow. my the my great 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 grandfather married a woman from Nigeria. We didn't marry her because he couldn't marry her. Yeah. So anyway, it was a mixed race back in the 1700s. Yeah. You know, which doesn't go over real well in South Carolina. I uh, bet not. So one of the children were, I guess, lighter skinned enough uh-huh. that he could pass for a white person, okay. but he had to get the hell out of Dodge. They sure. were in Tennessee. Yeah. But there's this plantation up there. Uh, still, that it got it's changed hands, but it's the one that my forefathers owned. Yeah. Both black and white. And I, I kept walk, I kept singing that Tennessee song from Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Walk, in the, walk the streets, my yep. forefathers walk. Yep. And I kept saying that to myself as yeah. I was doing that in Charleston. This well, week. good, because you probably would have misheard it, said something to Jill, and she would have looked at you sideways like, what the hell are you talking about? Persian Delight? Yeah. What? Oh, I still, on Tony Man Radio, I have some sweepers for the podcast. Okay. And that's that was the first one I put together. Oh, good. Was you with Persian Delight. I still crack up every time I hear it. I'm like, because the more and more you hear it, like our friend Linda with Magic by Pilot. Oh, gosh. You actually, well, at least with me. When you hear it more and more, it sounds like Persian Delight instead of Hotter Than July. Thank you. Thanks, Johnny, for wrecking me and scarring me for the rest of my life. You're just in the same boat now. Thank you. Yeah, and it's a sinking ship. I tell you. what it is. Anyway, so yeah, it's funny that you wanted to hear Dion Ferris. I went, I've been singing Arrested Development all weekend. Well, you know, and my bad, I thought it was, I I think maybe an R&R went number one for quite a while. It only made four on Billboard. That was cool. I was but I was still. surprised that you know she made the pop radio because I remember there was a triple A station, adult album alternative station here oh. about the same time. Yeah, it was ninety three point three, and they were playing it. They too? were playing it. Were like, they? Yes, great eclectic combination of music. <laughs> okay. They played Seal. They played Elton John album cuts. Well, I remember when yeah. they used to play a lot of different things, but I never heard Dion Ferris. They did on play Dion Ferris. Wow. Yeah, that cool. was that was okay. a, I think that was a big triple A hit. Yeah. Well, today we are going to hit you with a bunch of knowledge. From two guys, well, one has it, and it's not me, um, the knowledge part. Shoot, you got... And, and you're, <laughs> what have I got? Just go eat. A rash? Come what eat, have I got? Come eat lunch with us. <laughs> oh, that, having lunch with us is a freaking podcast. Is it, well, that's why. That's how this podcast started. It, it really did. That's said, how it started. If we because, only had a mic right here between this pork. <laughs> <laughs> At the barbecue joint that knows us like... You know, oh, there yeah. they are. Oh, there's Diet Coke and half and half. That's it, baby. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, we could sit there and just talk about a bunch of stuff. But today, the show is called Did You Know? Did You Know? And it's a bunch of stuff maybe you do, maybe you don't. But I mean, we we definitely have compiled a bunch of stuff. And um, yeah, Some of these are some of my favorite 
did you knows? Yeah. And so I was trying to, you know, rack my brain to remember, hey, was that a good did you know? Uh-huh. Oh, no, remember that one? Yeah. And so, because I walk, I mean, uh, sadly, it's a sad life. What? I walk around having this stuff in my brain. No, I do that too. I know, and it's a sad life, Tony. We have to. I know. We have to agree on That's this. That's why we have to go eat barbecue. That's why we're friends. And, and we're friends. <laughs> we're the only for, people that would hang out with us. For 40 years talking shit. <laughs> we're the only people that would hang out with us ever. <laughs> we're the only and ones. You, you drag in your poor friends to come in here and sit there and probably have to pay them. And that's when my wife, Kim, if she's sitting in the conversation, she goes, I knit. Because that's about it. She doesn't know anything about what the hell I'm talking about. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, like Jill says, you know, if you got if it's Bible study, I'm there. Yeah. If it's you outside know, of that, forget original it. drummer from Foghat. She's like, what? <laughs> Why do I need to know that? Yeah. Hanson, what? <laughs> <laughs> Happy belated birthday, by the way, man. Thank you. I knew it was this week. I just couldn't remember the damn day. Yeah, it was Sunday. But yeah. I share a birthday with uh, with who? It's a long line of handsome fellows. John Forsyth had my birthday. Oh, okay. Tom Selleck had my birthday. Really? And then there's me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Talk about the big drop off. I was the about cliff. to say, here we are at the pinnacle, and then, and then, and then we just <laughs> all of a sudden we're the, crashing hard, the baby. Abyss. <laughs> the abyss rolled in around 1961. Oh man. Yeah. And Oprah. Oprah. And I oh, really? Birthday. Yeah. Me and Oprah. Um, who else? The, William well, McKinley, President William McKinley. See, I don't know who shares my birthday, and really, I don't care. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's one of those deals. Catherine Ross from uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. She the shares actress, your birthday? She's been married to Sam Elliott for 100 years. Yeah, she well, shares Well, Sam's about birthday. 100. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But that voice. I got a bunch. Yeah. What a great voice. That dude makes how much? $1,000 a word? A ton. It's something like $5,000 a word to do voiceover. With Dodge? To do voiceover. Yeah, wow. Yeah. He's got a great voice. Yeah. You can't, there's no denying it. There's a couple at Morgan Freeman. Yes. And and Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. And and can you imagine if you got these guys together to uh, do an audio book? Or get Frank Caliendo to do them all. Uh, oh, he could. No <laughs> he doubt. does a good Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Frank oh, he does, does a wonderful Morgan Freeman. He breaks he d- the, I can almost do Morgan Freeman because Frank Caliendo does Morgan Freeman. He does Charles Barkley. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious. Oh, man. Yeah, he's incredible. But anyway, to uh, start things today with Did You Know, actually, this is brand new news uh, that was just revealed today. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees for 2023. And John has not an idea who's on this list. No, I and, no. and, and nor is he looking forward to me reading this list, I don't think. No, I think Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, outside of the first two it's a classes, farce. is it, a farce. It's a farce. It's become a farce. And I, I mean, I'm sorry, it has. Over, <laughs> just like the Grammys have become a farce. Every year I used to watch, I would be so looking forward to the Grammys. And it's on this coming Sunday night, and I could give a damn. Right. I just don't. Those award shows, they need to stop. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about the 65th Grammys or whatever it is, it's something like that. Yeah. It's like, now nobody gives a shit anymore. They just don't. No, we, we, back then, that was the only time you'd be able to see some of these people show right, up. Right, because you had three, four channels, and, and you didn't have streaming, you didn't have cable, you didn't have no, any of this you, stuff. And, and talk about entertainment news or entertainment or yeah, music. You, right. had, you would have to sit through a Dick Van Dyke hour yes. in order to watch Gladys Knight the Pip sing. Yeah. And then Midnight Special, if you right. could stay up late and watch that. Right. We, we just didn't have many opportunities. No. And like back in the 60s, Ed yeah. Sullivan would have, you know, something for the kids. 
<laughs> the doors, the doors. Right. And, and then Jim Morrison, don't sing Baby We Could Get Much Higher. He does exactly. it anyway. He gets kicked off the show. Right. Yeah. So that was it, man. You had Sullivan in the 60s yep. and nobody else. And they all made fun of it. Like then Steve Allen Dick. made Elvis sing right. to a real hound dog. Right. You know, they, they were m- m- mocking it for the most part. Of course. And they did that for the uh, the better part. And then the 70s finally had a little bit. And then even in the 80s. Yeah, well, Dick Clark came on. Yeah, you had the American Bandstand. Bandstand. Then he bring he was the first one to bring on Prince on television. Yep. And then Prince barely says four words. Yeah. I mean, maybe five. He was doing his Prince thing. He, well, yeah, but I mean, totally. Be, I mean, yeah. oh, he was so shy on that show. And of course, I mean, I'm not, not discounting Soul Train on Saturday afternoons, right. which I, li- I watch religiously. Right. And then, um, so those shows on Saturday, like Dick Clark and, and, and that, that was it. Not every night. That was it. And every so often, they did where the action is in the afternoon on the 60s. Right. But right. Th- really, we didn't have, no. if you if you weren't around then, you'd, you'd remember that we didn't. We didn't have all this at Not the Not a whole hell of a lot. So when the Grammys came on, or the Oscars, yeah. and you go, hey, look. This uh, is something to watch. Yeah, this the is. The Emmys. Right. And nobody cares about them anymore. The ratings no, are in the toilet. It's just so. It's just, yeah. It, it's a glut. It's all the awards it shows, is. and it's all the idiocy that goes with the right. uh, celebrities now. Right. So. But the, uh, the That's list. That's did you know. But now, now back to a list. Now back to a list for the rock and roll nominees here for the Hall of Fame. Kate Bush. Oh, okay. Cheryl Crow. Okay. She fits that. She fits that mold. She totally does. I mean, she is so in in pocket with everybody else who does right. that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. Almost, if they've invited you to come induct somebody, you're going to be in when it's your turn. Yep. Missy Elliott. See, I know. I, I, th- there you go. What, what What was the one she did? Is that her? Uh, get your freak on. Yeah. Is that her? What, was that Missy Elliott? Yeah. Okay. And work it. Yeah, I think I know that one too. You know that one too. Uh, Iron Maiden. Run to the hills. <laughs> Run to the hills. Iron Maiden. Yeah, I know. And those guys could shred, man. I know. Uh, Joy Division slash New Order. Okay. Because they were Joy Division before. Until they were... the Ian Curtis. Was that right. his name? I Did I know Ian? Was it Ian Curtis? Did I get that right? I'll have to. I'll. We'll have to look that up. <laughs> Cindy Lauper. Now oh, come on. George Michael. George Michael sing his ass off. Yeah. And George right, Michael could sing and his right ass off. And write his ass off. George I mean, Michael wrote him some hits, man. He did. He was a, he was a weird dude, but he, he here wrote you go. him some hits. Here you go, John. Ready? Ian, Ian Curtis. I'm sorry. Joy Division. Ian yep. Curtis. Ian, very, you pulled Thank, that one Skippy, out. Skippy looked that up. Thanks, yeah. Skip. Yeah. Willie Nelson. There we go. Well, they did it with Dolly last year. And so. he's 90 this year. Indeed. And he's coming to concert. St. Augustine. I know he is. God, gotta prop him up. Willie said uh, marijuana saved his life. Okay. And he said, because I was drinking a lot. Well, And he said, okay. I would have drank myself to death or killed somebody True. driving. He said, so when True. I started smoking smoking weed, okay. he goes, uh, that, that well, he's 90. Yeah. <laughs> That's his. It saved his liver. It saved his liver. It yeah. did. Yeah. And his, you know, his lungs have survived it. So, Rage Against the Machine. Oh, the perfect rock and roll Hall of Fame guys. Yeah. Because right. they're angsty. Yeah. <laughs> Very full of angst. <laughs> I got angst in my pants. That's right, baby. And I ain't afraid to show it. Soundgarden. Okay. That, now you're talking. Yeah. The Spinners. I love I, the Spinners, but it's a rock and roll hall of fame. Right. Well, when Donna Summer's in. I know, but I could play the rubber band man sideways and listen to it. What a great song. You want to pop that in at some point, you go right ahead. I have no objection to that. I love that bass line. Uh, a Tribe Called Quest. Okay. I got I interesting got, choice there. I got you. They, you know, it is you know? now rock and roll is an attitude. Yep. And that's what they were saying about Dolly. 
rock and roll is an attitude. It's yep. not a beat. It's not a sound. Right. And it's the attitude. And if you can write a song like Jolene, that's yeah. scorching rock and roll. Well, right you know, there. she's you know, she's uh, she's about to produce a rock quote unquote rock album. Yes. It's a bunch of duets. She's mm-hmm. trying to get Jagger to be on there. Right. Uh, McCartney, I believe, is on there. That's good. Um, so there's it sh- that should be an interesting. And that's uh, fine. I mean, but to me. Know, you don't get much more rock and roll than the song Jolene, even though it's about, you know, don't take my man, but the song itself has got an energy about it. Does. It. it does. It does. And that's what I think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame people were saying. Yep. Dolly, you're more rock and roll than you ever think you are, just in your attitude and the mm-hmm. way you do your thing. And Spinners, that's about as, man, why aren't the Commodores in then? That's what I want to know, because now if you're really going to back things up and Politics. say, let's put some nice, good R&B bands in. Politics. Yeah, or, you know, just... I know. It, I'm just saying. If you're, what's his name, Jan Winner's friend, or your ma- their manager right. knew Jan Winner, that's and what that's, it's all about. And that is what it's all about. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely. That, the that White really Stripes. White Stripes? Yeah. Speaking of riffs. How about that? And the last one you're going to totally, totally approve of. Okay. Totally. Warren Zavon. Yes! <laughs> Oh, sorry. I didn't mean. I didn't. I didn't care for that list. I, um, you know, I don't care about those yeah. lists or anything. No, you but don't. That was a real yeah. response. Yeah. Warren yeah. Zevon, one of the greats. Yeah. One of the greats. And you know, this song, Rubber Band Man. Yeah. One of their biggest, of course. Yes, that was a number one. The original version of it is seven twenty-four in length. They edited that thing down to three and a half. And, well, I, and it's a good edit. I can't really bitch about the edit. There are other edits that are, that are absolutely god awful horrible. Is it one of those where uh, Felipe Wynn is just riffing at the end, and they had to they killed it, and they edited out the, the yeah and then pretty they went much. To that, I mean, bump, 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 bump. they kept right on it though, man. Yeah, That's I mean, a great the bump, edit. bump, 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 bump is at the end anyway of the original. Okay, version. I didn't know if they just but, cut it. Uh, so we got to end that. Sorry, Felipe, you can keep on riffing. Yeah, but. yeah, but I mean, what? It, very good edit. Is this the one song that Felipe sang lead on on a single that he was the pure lead? Because the other one was Bobby Smith. I think so. I, I think, think Felipe, Felipe would come in yeah. uh, in the middle of some of these. He came in at the end of Mighty Love and he came in uh, some of those other ones. I dig the spinners, man. I do too. Because um, Bobby, yeah, Bobby sings the... Since I met you, I've become to feel so... Now, One of a Kind Love Affair was the one they split up. I think the two of them split the lead. So, yeah, great stuff. I'll be around. And One of a Kind Love Affair did not make top 10. Believe that? Who? One of a Kind? Really? 11. Son of a Gun. Uh, And I'll Be Around, I think, is one of the great rock songs. I think that's that's a pure rock song. I agree with you on that. Yeah, if you had to start categorizing music, which I normally don't like doing, I would say, yeah, that's that's as rock and roll as... uh, And now here's another another surprise to me about the Spinners. The only number one they had... Was Rubber Band Man. No. That went to two. Two. That was stuck behind uh, Edmund Fitzgerald or, or uh, um, Tonight's the Night. Edmund or Fitzgerald went to two. That's right. Um, I think Rubber Band Man, was it stuck behind well, it was Tonight's 19, the Night? 1976, late 76. Oh, 76. Yeah, that was Tonight's the Night. Mm. That yeah. was when Rod Stewart ruled yeah. the roost. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I got a Rod no. Stewart story. That's one of my okay, did you good. Yeah. The only number one, though, for the spinners. Okay, Um. Let, hang on a minute. This isn't rapid fire. Don't hit it. <laughs> Don't hit it. <laughs> Don't touch that button. Don't not touch that dial, sir. Birthday boy. Um, That's right. <laughs> go. Which one? What is it? Then came you. Oh, with Dion. With Dion Warwick. Wow. Yes. Cool. Only they're only number one. Man. That surprises me because I'll be around was three. That's Rubber my... Band Man was two. Uh, working my way back to you, could girl. Could it be was I'm two. falling in love? What was uh, that? Could it be was four. Oh, what a yeah, great song. I know. And then came you. Yeah. They're really nice. One uh, week. Felipe's on that one, too, at the end. Yep. 
Ava, then came you. Yep. And I remember, I've seen a clip of this now. He's a contented man. It, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Make a blind man talk about seeing again. That's Girl. the one-of-a-kind love affair. That's right. Um, <laughs> I remember thinking, wait a minute, who sang with Dionne Warwick? Uh, because, I mean, uh, with the spinners, because on the midnight special, yeah. I just, okay, see, here's here's why. I've been, I've been a goober all my <laughs> life, Tony. It's in the John Scott stupid vault. It is. We need a vault sound. And that's my brain full of this crap. I wish I could shut it and not open it sometimes. Uh, but no, wide open. Uh, where real information gets out and this crap stays in. Persian delight. Persian delight. Uh, just remember that. I, I've, Ask for it by name. I've never known that story until this podcast. John Scott's Persian oh, delight. Oh, my Lord. We've never talked about no, Persian delights. Hotter have. than July. None of that stuff. So oh, when, when Sister Sledge came out, yep, with what we family was the first one. Yeah, right? seventy nine, and eighty. I remember thinking there was a actually a, he's the greatest dancer was before that's that. right Sorry. he's the greatest dancer. Yeah. She, uh, I thought one of the sisters. I remember a Sledge because I knew a Sledge growing up. Oh, Percy last name Sledge, not, per- <laughs> not Percy. <laughs> Didn't know him, and uh, and she sang instead of Dionne Warwick yeah. on the Midnight Special. Yeah. Here are the spinners with, it was one of the Sledge sisters. But this is like, you know, then came you, came out in 74 or five. Yeah, 74. Okay. So I remember when Sister Sledge came out, I think, I wonder if that was the girl that sang with the spinners because they did a version of Then Came You on the Midnight Special. But without Dion But Dion wasn't there. And Joni Sledge or whoever it was sang on the Midnight Special instead of Dion. Did they? Yeah, because I stumbled upon YouTube. Deborah, Joni, Kim, and Kathy Sledge. Maybe it was Joni. Then came you, Midnight Special. Huh. Uh, let's see. Let's see if I... Because I remember this. Joni Sledge. It was Joni. Okay. Yeah, it was Joni Sledge. Hang on. Let's see if they, in... see got... if they introduce him. Okay. You have the snippet. Ladies and gentlemen, a few months ago, we had a record to reach number one, thanks to you. This is Bobby. Yep. And... And it's called Then Came You. Yeah. So yeah. we like to bring a lovely young lady out to help us do it. Let's hear it from Miss Joni Slade. Joni, yeah. So Joni came out and did it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that, oh man, that's a fun song. Yeah, fun song. it really was. Then Came You. So do you want to start? Did no, you, you go know ahead. You fire, You fire away. You want me to fire one away? Do one. Fire one away. Here's. Okay. All right. Here's a Did You Know. Okay. All right. Drum roll, please. Okay. Okay. In your mind, make yeah. your own drum rolls at home. That's right. <laughs> if you're scoring at home. If you're scoring at home. And since if, we're since we're starting with the. And I've if got you're the scoring at home, one. congratulations. Thank you. That's right. Uh, okay. Very good. Thank you. Hopefully, you won. Uh, we'll start with the A's. It's all about Aerosmith okay. for this story. All right. Which, by the way, they put on a hell of a show. I saw them one time in West Palm in 2003. Really. And Steven Tyler and the guys came backstage. And I was so close to shaking Stephen's hand. Yeah. The record rep, Richie T., who I've adored for years. Right. He's introducing me to Stephen Tyler. And I'm about to shake his hand. Stephen, nice to meet you. But all of a sudden, halfway through, not even through the full handshake. Yeah. We're touching hands. And and Kim says, but I'm his wife. He immediately takes his hand away from me and goes right to Kim. Uh They strike up a conversation in our photo. She's standing next to him. I'm clear on the other freaking end. 
Okay, let's just back up from this conversation and go, if you were Steven Tyler, who would you talk to? Duh. Okay. I know that, but her timing sucked. It was impeccable. It was impeccable on her end. <laughs> on her end. Total bullshit on my end. <laughs> but, you know, hey, I digress. I'm not bitter. I can tell. <laughs> oh, the story about Aerosmith is Joe Perry, how he wrote the riff in Love in an Elevator. Okay. Okay. The quote is, that particular riff kind of floated my way during one of mine and Tyler's writing sessions. I was probably listening to Hendrix on the ride up. I was talking to Rick Rubin once about writer's block, and he said, quote, make a CD of all the songs that you fell in love with and make your rock and roll. And may, and, and, and Sorry, let me say that quote again. Okay. Made a CD of all the songs that you fell in love with and made you love rock and roll. Good. Yeah. So he said, listen to that over and over again, and I'll start the wheels going. So I was listening to a lot of Hendrix. It was one of those riffs that just played itself. I picked up the guitar, and it just started coming out. That's cool. How cool. Mm-hmm. Love in an Elevator. Great song. One yes. of their One of their last good ones before they went uh, AC. They went Diane Warren. A, AC rock ballad wimpy. They started singing Diane Warren songs. And their biggest song was, I don't, I don't want to miss a thing. Diane Warren. There she is. Well, duh. Yeah. She was all over the place. Yeah. No doubt about it. <laughs> like, kind of like. Blanding out, blanding out radio one song at a time. Oh, my Lord. You got that right. Mm-hmm. Ballad after ballad. Yes, one big ballad after another. That's it. More Kleenex. <laughs> They're selling more Kleenex thanks to Diane Warren <laughs> and her ballads. You and your ballads. Now, you give me one. What do you got? Well, it's funny that you're talking about the riff. I, I, I got a story on this riff, and I wish I could have put it together. Um, but the song... Uh, mine is on the song that I always remembered hearing this guy talking about Whip It, yeah. the Devo song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and so, what Hendrix song did it come to? Did he tell you what Hendrix song it no, came from? No, okay. He was listening to Hendrix. Okay. Yeah, they, he made it pretty generic. Gotcha. And so Devo with Whip It, and that was like out of nowhere became a big hit, you know, because yeah. they kind of needed a hit. Yeah. And the label was ready to go. Yeah, you know, you're weird. The second album uh, wasn't even good and weird. No. It was just weird. Yeah. So you guys might need a hit or we're going to have to move on. Yep. And so they were like pressuring themselves and they're like, okay, we need we need a riff. Let's start. I'll tell you about the riff first. Okay. Because the riff, you would, would you ever think this, this was the, this would have been the influence If you take that riff, speed it up. Okay. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Cut off the last note. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. That's where he said he got the riff. He goes, Roy Orbison. We need a hit. And so they said, well, is there any better lick than Pretty Woman? No. And so he went, da, 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 da. Yeah. He's playing Pretty Woman and kind of, then he, they speed it. He sped it up to go with the beat they had. Yeah. And he goes, there's your lick. Interesting. There's your hook. And the lyrics. You know, you think it's the go get them thing. Yeah. He said what it really was was kind of a kind of a joke on those early 80s, uh, the early the uh, all that self-empowerment stuff from the yeah. late 70s, early yeah. 80s where you can do it. Yeah. It's all, you know, it was all these little posters you could have, you know, just, you know, when something comes along, whip it, you know. Yeah. That's what it was. It was mainly to be a parody of those um, you can do it kind of things. And a strange video. And, oh, <laughs> strange video. It's Devo. I know. It's. Devo, Devo had some of the greatest videos. I mean, they were worth watching because the other, vid- I mean, you know how all horrible videos are. <laughs> yeah, you know all how much you know how much I love videos as much as I love I, award shows. Yeah, I know. And the, but I would watch it. I have a Devo collection actually of videos. I'm not surprised because they're they're, they're hilarious. Different. Yeah, they're hilarious. They did were through being cool. Yep. 
and uh, and those were so cheesy, but they were perfectly very cheesy. cheesy. Yeah, and whip. Yeah, oh. whip. It was yeah. Yeah. Give the pass a slip. <laughs> Step with a crick. Yep. And then Mark Mothersbaugh says uh, they supported Jimmy Carter, and he said it was really they. He he thought they wrote the lyrics in the form of a pep talk to Jimmy Carter. Whip it. Yes, for 1980. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Mothersbaugh said. Uh, Mark Mothersbaugh jokingly said in an interview, come on, Jimmy, get your shit together. <laughs> that was basically his idea for, oh, for, a, for an encouraging song that's for Jimmy hilarious. Carter. And we that's, see, oh, we, wow, that's well, funny. We see how that worked out in 1980. Yeah, duh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so anyway. Funny stuff. That's that's the story. That's the story. Unwhip it. That's right. Do, 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 do. Yeah. How about that? And there you go. I get it. Mm-hmm. I here, get it. Here comes the bit. Bring me that riff. There it is. Okay. Oh, stop it. And it was not a top ten. Whip it. Nope. Fourteen. Going to fourteen. Yeah, that's where it. That certainly it, made more of an impact than many top ten songs from 1980. Duh. Yeah. Hello. Forty-two, forty-three years later. Oh, it's We're still, still talking about it. And it's still more, I mean, you hear it and feel it more relevant than yeah. Charlene. Big time. <laughs> oh, never been to me. Another, oh, how 20. in the hell? Don't get me <laughs> we started. Ought, we, ought, we need to do the how in the hell top 10. Uh, no, uh, we should. Okay. That'd how be in one. the hell top 10. How in the hell. How those songs made it. Yep. Some of them we know how. Yes. And the word is payola. <laughs> the password is payola. Yeah. I never. Hey, Matt's going to like this. The Rolling Stones. Yeah. They used a real zipper on the cover of Sticky Fingers. Did you know that? I did know that. But it quickly posed two problems before having to recall it. The two problems were the zipper damaged the grooves of the vinyl. Whoops. Yeah, that's not good. And it also damaged other record covers during distribution. (laughs) Didn't think about all that. Well, yeah, you're going to compress 18 albums into like a a five-album box. And shipping could be a problem. Shipping could be a problem. Not only is it really getting screwed up with a zipper, but then if it's stuck in a truck and the heat gets to it, then it's like ordering 13 albums for a penny from Columbia House. (laughs) (laughs) Warp City. (laughs) But it had this on there. Yeah, of course. So you, you had to. But can you imagine if anybody out there owns... One with the real zipper. Matt might. I don't know. I think I, I know. I had a friend that had the real zipper. Yeah. Yeah. But they had to recall that. What a great it, idea, though. That was incredible. To have a real zipper on it. Yep. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite albums of all albums. Sticky. You had Brown Sugar. Yeah. You had uh, Wild Horses. Yeah. On there, which is one of my favorite Classics. songs of ever. Yep. Uh, of bitch ever. is on there. Yeah. Love Bitch. Bump, bump. Yeah. Nice bass riff. I know. Very Sister different. Sister Morphine on there. Yep. Moonlight Very different. Mile. Oh, man, it's great stuff. You got one? Oh, no. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no. I'm stuck on sticky fingers for a minute, man. <laughs> when you pull that one up, I just start thinking about Well, that you want to hear another Stones? I have another Stones, uh, did Dub- you know? Double me up. Okay. They were forced to change the lyrics of one of their songs. That damn Ed Sullivan. Boy, well, the, the influence there, he had. There you go. Yeah. Right there. Now I need you more than ever. That's yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. Let's go ahead and spend it. So they had to change Let's Spend the Night Together. Yep. To let's spend some time together. Yes. When they were on the show in January of 67. Yep. Yep. Good stuff. Just like Jim Morrison. 
Yes. They wanted him to sing Light My Fire, but not the you know, line we couldn't, of... we couldn't get no higher. Yep. And he did it anyway, and they threw him off the show. And really, like, looked at the camera when he sang. He did. He totally did. He couldn't get much higher. He totally did. He looked right they, at the camera. They like, almost zoomed on him at that point. They did. Yeah. It was almost like, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> Bam. It's my damn song. I'm singing it my way. Yeah. One of... Uh, what was the most... Who outsold? Here's I'm trying to put the question in the form of a question. Here. Oh, just Jeopardy? What no, is this? I'm okay. Art Fleming. <laughs> See, I skipped the Alex Trebek. Era. You sure did. I went straight to Art Fleming. Yeah. See, at least on, on Jeopardy and Alex, it took me a while to get used to Alex doing Jeopardy because yeah. because he had done all these other shows that were so he did bad shows. He did the Wizard he, Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. I remember that. And he would do a lot of other bad shows. So well, when he, he comes had bad on hair tele- too. Yeah, and when he yes, <laughs> when he comes on doing jeopardy yeah i'm like no i'm not going to have the wizard of odds guy I know. do one of my favorite shows and where's art fleming what happened to him no sorry at least art fleming would say sorry when somebody missed the question he did uh is it the beatles uh, who are the beatles yeah. no sorry yeah yeah i liked art fleming i know Very nice. yeah um okay form of a question yep who outsold adele drake and beyonce in 2016 who sold the most cds actual cds this is cds now hard Hard yep. copy gotcha. CDs. Not an MP3. Not MP3, no streaming, no CDs. downloads. Actual CD. Freaking CDs. Who out? Who, who sold the most CDs in 2016? And I would give you 2,000 guesses, and I don't think you would you would get it. Probably not, because it's so left field, probably. Yeah, Mozart. Really? Yeah. They put out this 225th anniversary. Was it Time Life? Of... <laughs> All of Mozart's favorites. <laughs> I mean, they've got like the the contracts to everything. I they think do. everything. Time Life presents. Yeah, Wolfgang 40... Amadeus Mozart in a forty eight CD collection. This one literally had two hundred CDs. Good God, really? Each disc included in the box that counted as one sold. When they you know they sell those, if you're selling a double album, you get twice the sale. If you sell two hundred discs for each unit, that is two hundred, and they sold enough. To freaking outsell anybody, and not many people were buying CDs anymore. So it was no. a little, a yeah. bit of a uh, yeah. trifle of the of a stat, but it's still a stat nonetheless. Time Life presents a shitload of CDs. <laughs> Wolfgang, and, Amadeus, I'm Mozart. Mozart. Yeah. And then they have the people, man, I was digging on Mozart as a yeah. kid. My, yeah. my mom would have it in the background, and I thought it was trash <laughs> at first, but now I listen myself. Yeah. Hey, Dad, it's Smokey. <laughs> Oh, did you know Uma Thurman? Uma! Yep. She did not like the dance choice for Pulp Fiction. She didn't like doing the dance or the song? She didn't like the song. She didn't like You Never Can Tell? How in the hell? How do you not like that song first? Right, exactly. Exactly. Chuck Berry, of course. All of a sudden dropped on my list a little bit of Uma Thurman things. Quentin Tarantino had to look at her and say two words. Trust me. And the rest is history. She did not get Chuck Berry's You Never Can Tell. It's one of some of the greatest lyrics. It, yeah. And That's it a great flowed. Song. It just flowed. Yeah. And then he put some perfect French words how many, in. Yeah, how explode. many people rhyme with Mademoiselle in a song? Exactly. Really. You know? Say la vie, say the old folks. That's right. Oh, my great gosh. Song. Goes to show you never can tell. Uh, 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 they, they, they furnished off an apartment with the two-room yeah, two Robux, Robux sale. The cooler raider was filled with TV dinners and, and ginger, ginger ale. ale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uma, Uma hated it.
Damn you, Uma. Come on. I'm glad Quentin, that's one time, I don't really care for him, but that's one time I'm glad he stepped in and went, trust me. Yeah. Good for him. Travolta didn't bitch about it, but she did. No, you didn't see him. No. Right. Uma's not producing my new album now. I'm just coming out with... Uma's Uma's not introduced. Uma's off the short list. She's not producing anybody's albums. Come on. (laughs) I mean, really. (laughs) Uh, Hit me with one. Uma. Uma. (laughs) Remember that Letterman? Uma and Oprah. Yeah. That was the only thing people remember. Oprah. It was one of the biggest bombs ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Made made Ricky Gervais look pretty downright. No kidding. Yeah. Okay, this song. You've heard this song before, haven't you? Uh, Have you heard this one? 4,816 times, I think. Exactly. And that's probably just in the last week listening to XM. (laughs) (laughs) 80s, I mean 70s on 7. Or or Yacht Rock. Yeah. Or The Bridge. Yeah. Or The Bridge. Yeah, a ton of other formats. (laughs) What a great song, though. Wonderful song. Exactly. And you can play Hall & Oates anytime. Anywhere. I don't care. And rich girl, you would think, would be about a rich, rich girl. girl. Yeah, actually, it's about a rich guy. Yeah, but he said change. rich guy didn't come off too well. Well, duh. It was written about an old boyfriend of Sarah Allen, who wrote songs with them. Um, she wrote, you know, she's the Sarah of Sarah Smile. Yep. Um, and so they were a long time together, Daryl and Sarah. Yeah. So this is an old boyfriend of hers, maybe before they started getting together, who was a magnet, and I was that a fast food. He was the heir to a fast food restaurant. Okay. Or something like that. Okay. And he was the biggest jerk. He acted <laughs> weird. That. He, he came to the apartment and he acted really strange. His father was like incredibly rich. And Daryl said, This guy's out of his mind, but he doesn't have to worry about it because his father's going to bail him out. Wow. Any problem he gets in, yeah. you know, you can rely on the old man's money. Yep. So he sat down and he was writing the chorus. He can rely on the old man's money. He can rely on the old man's money. He's a rich guy. Yeah. And he thought, that nah, didn't sound right. No, he's right. He went to rich girl. Smart move. And kaboom. Smart move. There you go. Now, okay, here's the weird coda to that. Okay. Daryl Hall read in the interview sometime afterwards. Yeah. That David Berkowitz, yep. you know David Berkowitz, yep. the son of Sam Killer. Yep. David Berkowitz claimed that Rich Girl had motivated him to commit the notorious oh, murders. Really? Yep. He said because of whatever. The, he Maybe he found Rich Girls and, and whatever. He, they, they look for crazy yeah, things to, to, to attach to their of course. psychosis. Right. And Daryl Hall talks about that later. He, he's, he writes about that story yeah. in the song I Hear the Voices. Ah. On the Voices album. On the Voices album. So that kind of... Made him write that song, which is like Diddy Doo Wop or whatever. Right. I hear the voices. Yep. And he does that because of what Berkowitz said he heard. Huh. So. Okay. There you go. It's a roundabout way. It of, is a roundabout of, way. That was two did you knows in one, actually. That was. Uh, a I, double I, did you know. I did not know uh, that. I did not know that. No, I that did is, not. That is weird, disturbing stuff. <laughs> Wacky stuff. S- disturbing, sir. Yes. Mass murder. Disturbing. Yes. Speaking of Carson, I saw a Reels the other day on Facebook. This was back in the day when you could really do stuff on TV. It didn't really matter what you were saying because people didn't look at it the way they look at it now. Uh-huh. And the laughs, Ed McMahon's laugh and Johnny's laugh, just added to the joke. Yes. It was when he was doing a Karnak. Was it uh, Sis Boomba? Yes, it was Sis Boomba. It's one of the greatest. Oh, but that's all over reels now. Is it really? Yes, yeah, Sis Boomba. Sis Boomba. Yep. 
This boomba. Yep. Opens up the envelope. <laughs> yep. What does a noise make? What does a goat make? No, a sheep. The, what does the noise a sheep makes before it explodes? Explodes. Yes. And they just, oh man, I mean, just. Carson had warned Ed about that. And he didn't tell him what it was. Yep. But Carson told him, there's one that's going to get you. And that was it. That's the only thing he told Ed. There's yeah. one that's going to get you. Boy, it nailed him. <laughs> nailed him. Just nailed him. Oh. It was the longest. I think I counted that laugh one time, like a minute 26. Oh, it, was, it, was, it, it was. went on, and the audience was right with him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Sis Boom Ba. Sis Boom Ba. That was one of the best Karnaks ever. And they, the rest of them were good, too. They, I remember they, you the know, other they, jokes were funny. They rarely did that bomb. Yeah. There was one time he's, uh, I remember he said, catch 22. Catch 22. And this was back when, uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go on with it and okay. I'll just say, how many pop flies out of 100 will the Dodgers catch? <laughs> that was back, <laughs> they were line. awful back then. What a great line. What a great line though, catch 22. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's a did you know. Okay. Stevie Nicks, you know, she dated Joe Walsh mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah. She said in an interview, that he was the great, great love of her life. And the reason they broke up is just asinine. Joe Walsh did, broke them up. And his reason for breaking up... <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. They met in 1983. She said it was love at first sight. So it was before... Oh, so this is... Be- this was 83. They they got romantic then, because they yeah. knew each other in the 70s. Yeah. Okay. But when she... This is when, I guess, she met him. In 83. Really? Yeah. That's what it says. Because I got a story. Go yep. on. Huh? I got a story about uh, okay. earlier in their life. Okay. But, um... <laughs> what? What was Joe? <laughs> Sis Boomba! <laughs> the reason they broke up is just, it's so ridiculous. It's like, Joe, you couldn't come up with a good reason, could you? He dumped her because he thought one of them would die. From uh, abuse? Well, I'm thinking maybe he thought he was going to die. I'm hoping that's the reason. It's not really explained. But that's the asinine answer he gave her as to why they broke up. (laughs) And she was head over heels for him the day she met him. Wow. Yep. Isn't that stupid? Yes. Yeah. Joe Joe really, the drug drug abuse thing got so bad in the Eagles with Joe and others, I guess. He feared one of them would die if they continued dating. Well, um, he was pretty... He got he got close himself. Stevie got close. Yeah, they they both did. But, okay, that's the reason you don't continue seeing each other. Well, he saw the... He saw the, he saw the writing on the wall? Danger, there's... He saw the lines on the table. No. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If yeah, you're thinking... I, I if never, you're thinking, I don't think we could work... We, can, we can't live together because we would kill each other. Because I'm... Yeah. Because this this Because dope's going to kill me. Man. That's something. Pretty heavy, isn't it? Yeah. But, I mean, kind of silly to me. Oh, sure. I get what you're saying. I mean, I just... When I read that, I just laughed. Now, I had heard... Now, see, I could be wrong. I could be mixing these things together, that uh, she knew Joe Walsh in the 70s. Well, and, they knew each other, but I but guess they, they never met, met in, in the whole, till 83. The whole thing. Yeah. Because she had, uh, he had uh, said she could stay at her his place in Colorado, and she was out there just going through. It was all kind of crap going on, yeah. maybe with her and Lindsay, yeah. or before Fleetwood Mac, and what were they going to do with the, Lindsay and her? Yeah. And uh, and she was in Colorado and wrote uh, Landslide. Ah, from okay. That. So she got that song out of okay. over there. Now, it could have been not, it could have not been Joe Walsh's house. 
And I could have been putting that together. With because, somebody else. Because I was thinking Joe Walsh wrote Rocky Mountain Way. <laughs> <laughs> so either either yeah. she almost dated a Joe Walsh or John Denver. Yeah. I'm not sure One exactly them, what the story is. There was no. a mountain thing going on. That's all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting my stories together. Now. They're fusing as one. Great. Fusing Here he as is, one. John Scott, the blender. <laughs> <laughs> call me fred wearing dude there you go wearing, wearing blender and it goes with uh linda ronstadt and warren zevon who we that's mentioned right. earlier poor, poor he, wrote he wrote it and then she sang yeah. it and it's stiffed sort of like a wearing blender which is a musical thing itself because fred wearing was a musician yeah and he invented the blender the, the blender. wearing blender how about that how about that amazing uh my rod stewart yeah, what's you your know, Rod Stewart story? That he has literally, he has played, I think it's according to Guinness Book, and I think it's still in the Guinness Book, because uh, people have always said, you know, there was four million people at that concert. You know, yeah, they well, of played course. in front of millions. Garth played in front of yeah. 18 million people at, at Madison Square Garden. The Embellishment. Number, the number gets bigger as the years go on. Of course it blows up. Uh, but according to Guinness, yeah. Rod Stewart's 1993 New Year's Eve concert on Copacabana Beach in Rio, remains the most attended free concert that ever took place. 4.2 million people in attendance at his performance. Oh, 4.2? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I know. How could that be possible? I don't know. That's Brazilian math. At work. Well, that I, could be it. I don't know. Like they, Here's the funny part. Guinness, could somebody could say, well, Garth played in front of 4.3 people at the... And who would know the and difference? The, and, and then Guinness goes, I'm not sure of that number. Yeah. And then... <laughs> And then they come, hey, uh, we're in Brazil here, and uh, Rod Stewart played for 4.2. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll take sure. your word on it. All right, yeah. So I don't know, but that is according to the Guinness people. Wow. The uh, And I remember seeing that about 20 years ago. Mm. I, I don't know if it stood up or not, but I remember that little stat. I mm. didn't look up. I didn't look. I didn't do any follow-up homework. Well, I was going to say, I'm you're, sorry. Like, were you blending Rod and uh, Garth? Maybe. I mean, maybe it was, yeah. Maybe Rod said it was 8.3. And, and Garth was just left in the cold or something. Who Possibly. Knows? And it was in Ireland. Ah. No, I don't know. Gee. But Rod's from Scotland. Was or, there any it, drinking it, involved, John? Might have been. Yeah, no, I'm I, sure. I get them confused sometimes. Yeah. I don't know, man. Hey, you want a monkey story? Yeah, I want a monkey story. Mike Nesmith. Yep. He always believed the monkeys would have evolved into a music group akin to a great garage band. He always knew the group was tight musically because of all their rehearsals before filming that NBC series that uh-huh. premiered in 66. Yep. But he never considered them a quartet. He always believed the Monkees were always just a three-piece band with Davy Jones as the front man. Okay. Well, you know, they never played their own instruments until the third album. I know. Um, the first then, two were studio guys. By, yeah, it was the Wrecking Crew. Yeah. And then the third album, which... Um, Yielded zero hits, it or just, did it have a hit? Well, no. Pleasant no. Valley Sunday or something? Uh, no, that was on the fourth album. I had all those albums, so I remember You had mo- all the explicitly. monkey albums? Explicitly, yes, really? I did. Wow. Well, I'll, I, here's a story for you. I only you. had the first one. Here's a did you know. I bought the first three, and uh, my brother knew I was collecting all the albums. So when the fourth one came out, which was Pisces, Aquarius. Yeah, um, Capricorn and Jones. Yeah, Capricorn and Jones. Yeah. I hadn't gone out to the store yet to get it. My brother bought it for spite. Oh, man. Spite. He did that. Because he used... Here's my brother bringing home albums. Led Zeppelin, Creedence Clearwater Revival, The Who Live at Leeds. And then all of a sudden he puts that Monkees album, which he knew I didn't have yet. Wow. He went and bought it. Man. And rubbed it in my freaking face. Dang. That was my brother. He's an asshole. 
But that you know, album, I'm like, the third album had nothing on it. No, it didn't. But to me, you know, it was everything. Randy Scouse get right. uh, for Pete's sake. Yep. Um, th- those were all featured in the show. See, that was right. the thing about the monkeys. Even if they didn't chart their songs, you they knew, put them in their the episodes yep. really, really well. You knew them then. You did. You did. Yep. They were um, pretty much out of hits, though. They had one more, Pleasant Valley. I was on the fourth Pleasant one. Pleasant Valley said. was the fourth one. Did they have anything after that? As far as a real charting song? Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, they had one. Well, no, like actually, the, the flip side of Pleasant Valley Sunday became a minor hit because it was Words. That oh, was yeah. the name of it. I remember that one. That was a B-side. And it actually got, it, it, it did something on the chart. It wasn't like Pleasant Valley. That went to three. Oh, okay. But um, but I, the the fourth album was kind of weird, too. Um, but was when did Valerie come out? What was that on? That was on. Uh, oh, geez, that was when it was the three of them. Later, it was really? the three of them. Then. Valerie Peter, was a good one. Who yeah. wrote that one? Was that the uh, uh, Boyce and Hart? Probably. Probably they yeah. wrote a ton of their stuff. They did. They wrote a, almost all the great ones. Um, the Daydream Believers, John Stewart, the comedian. Believe it or not, just joking, not the comedian. I was about to say he he could not write a song that good. No, John Stewart, the folk singer. Yeah, who did uh, ended up having a hit with Gold, which Stevie Nicks sang back up. Of on. course he did. One it's, hit wonder. It's all John working. Stewart. It's all working together. One hit wonder. What John was his follow up? Remember that follow up? John Stewart. Yes, I didn't know there was a follow up. Uh, it was it was on the album Bombs Away Dream Bay. Uh, what was it? Um, um, gosh, man, you, I, I don't Blanking. know. Blanking. Yeah, the the B side to Pleasant Valley Sunday went to eleven. That was words. Um, and you asked me, oh, Valerie. Yeah, that, uh, that was in 68. That went to three. That was Tommy Boyce and, and uh, Bobby That yep. really cool guitar part. And I think and that was, that, that, that wasn't the band. That was probably Tommy Tedesco or one of those. Oh, I'm cats. sure it was because the, I mean, no slam on Mike. He learned how to play the guitar, but right. I don't think that was him. And, and of course the great one with, um, the great song Michael Nesmith wrote. Joanne. The, and the biggest hit Michael Nesmith wrote. Do you remember that? Oh, for the monkeys? No, for somebody else. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Was that the different drum? Different drum. Yeah, yeah. Linda Ronstadt and the Stone Ponies. Mm-hmm. The flip side to Valerie. This is not a rapid fire. Nope. This is you, just talking. But do you know what the flip side was? <laughs> it was a stiff. It went to thirty-four. No, I don't know that single. Right. I'm gonna hit. I'll just hit you with a name. It's just it'll show you how weird they kind of got. Tapioca Tundra. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've yeah. seen that title. I yeah. couldn't. I couldn't. And say, then, and I couldn't sing it for you. No, thank you. I don't think they could either. They couldn't. Okay. And then after D.W. Washburn, it was pretty much it for the monkeys. Okay. Yeah. And that's what happened to the monkeys. That's right. <laughs> you got another one? Yes, Mister. Did you know? I got some. Did you knows for you? Okay. Uh, you know the. This is a quick one. You okay. know, you know at the what song the Beatles are singing in the background uh, during Paperback Writer? They're singing something. In They're the singing background. something in the background, and it's not at the very beginning when he goes Paperback during that. Yeah, it's uh, when they do that part where they're singing the like a a secondary background vocal when he's oh, okay. going in the second verse. Is it really? like a nursery rhyme or something? Yep. Paperback Here we go. Want to talk about licks? I know. Here we go. I know. And then Paul, a little bass line, please. Mm-hmm. All right, we're getting to that part. Okay. So anyway, they, they were just screwing around. I mean, they're putting out four albums and eight singles in a year. I know, right. They're just kind of goofing a around. A year? Maybe like six months. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. Yeah. And so they're... You, 
get in there and you start goofing around going, why, why do you want to sing? You know, and they do this yeah. little right. alternate melody underneath. Okay. So they're just trying to think of what they should they hum, should they <laughs> la la la, should they do something? So when we get there, you'll know. So. Da, da, da. There is a uh, there's a note in this song because he doubles the is it this song? Oh, I can't remember now. <laughs> uh oh, you picked the wrong song. No, this is no, right this here. Is, here we go. Yeah. I've always heard that, but I didn't know it was like anything specific. Frere Jaca. Oh, really? Frere Jaca. Oh, wow. How about that? There you go. How about that? Wow. The hey, stuff they did. I know. Oh, it didn't matter. No. You know, it didn't matter. Um, I did not know this about this guy, and uh, maybe a lot of other people don't either. But if you go back in the archives, you know, crap that's in your brain, you always talk about that? Yes. Yeah. Well, MTV, uh, after the big, you know, it comes on in the 80s and all of a sudden it's a big old smash. J.J. Jackson, I thought, was the best video guy they had. He passed away, sadly, too, way too young, way too soon. Uh, But Mark and Nina and Martha and uh, Alan Hunter, they're all doing the the VJ thing. And then all of a sudden, uh, this guy comes along and he replaces, I can't remember who he replaced, but uh, you remember Adam Curry? Adam Curry, yeah, yeah. He he sounded like he was on a podcast recently. I listened to. Yeah, he was on Joe Rogan. Yeah, he was on Joe Rogan. Right. And I did not know this about him. I'm like, what the hell is he doing on Joe Rogan? That looks like Adam Curry. Well, yeah, way he's, too good looking for his own good too. And and shorter hair now. He didn't yeah. have the long hair like he did. Um, but uh, in '93, he came up with the idea of being MTV's unofficial new voice on the internet. His move was sanctioned by his superiors at MTV Networks, and he left to start his own web portal design and hosting company, OnRamp Inc. MTV subsequently sued him for the domain name. (laughs) Wow. But now he's supposed to be like the internet guy. I mean, not just from the fact of uh, doing a podcast, like, you know, screwing around like the two of us do, but he's actually, like, considered Mr. Internet. (laughs) I'm like Adam Curry. Adam Curry? Isn't that crazy? I I, can't, I couldn't believe it. I didn't either. I couldn't believe it. I'm like I I just uh, it really uh, I don't know. I never thought I would ever see him on Joe Rogan number one. But then when I saw a clip and I'm thinking, okay. And then and then they were saying he's like the king of the internet. He's the guy. Yeah. That was kind of like uh, what was the actress that we found out was like really involved in the. Uh, the missiles or the atom bomb or something uh, with uh, Hedy Lamar. You ever heard that story about Hedy Lamar? No. Oh man, she was brilliant. Hedy Lamar had something to do with uh, I don't know if it was the uh, with the Manhattan Project. She might have been the Manhattan Project. I'll have to do homework and get you get back with you on Hedy, Hedy Lamar, the actress. Okay. Who was like incredible? And you know who else is, has gotten out of the rock and roll thing into. Uh, at the beginning of World War II, Hedy Lamar developed a radio guidance system for Allied torpedoes no that way. used spread spectrum and frequency hopping technology to defeat the threat of jamming by the Axis powers. <laughs> Hedy freaking Lamar, man. Wow. Isn't that crazy? And you know who does missile defense now? He does, He's a missile defense um, consultant. He can, like, 
push the button? I don't. He can't push the button, but he tells them hey, it's a good idea to push the button. Okay. Or he talks to them about mis- um, secret defense. Jeff Skunk Baxter. <laughs> now you know what though. Looking at him, I could kind of see that. Yeah, there's a you just know there's a it's a goofy exterior, but there's a real brain in there. Evidently, he, goes, he was yeah, yeah, and it's funny, and yeah, he'll go play on the weekends with the doobies, and then yeah, and then he'll be go, on Capitol Hill on Tuesday. Yeah, and then he's talking about yeah, he's so, pushing the button for the bomb. So, what? I know, isn't it crazy? Yeah. Okay, here's my. Did you know this one? Well, we know this one. You've heard this one. Witchy woman. Oh yeah, everybody plays it at Halloween. It's like what? <laughs> What? This is the only time you play this freaking song? Yeah, this is a band called Eagles. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of them. Yeah, they're doing the Farewell Tour Part 81 right now, they're I think. Eagles. Good yes. Lord. Poor Glenn Fry. He's so, rolling in his grave. So listen, here's a... Uh, listen to Henley's voice. That was a little different. Raven hair and lips. Pretty echoey. Very. For uh, Don Henley. He didn't do it in the studio with them? He did it in the bathroom. <laughs> was he sick? No, they actually were trying to get a sound. They wanted a little bit more echo, and they yeah. can only put so much flange. It's called echo. And he said, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> we're looking for a sound. Could you help us with this? It's, it's, yeah, it's, go in the bathroom. Let's see what we can do acoustically. And then he sang, and then I don't remember if I heard him sing, I sang into the toilet with a microphone, oh, into no. the actual toilet bowl. Really? Ravenhead. Well, it sounds good. And they kept trying it. He was in the bathroom going, Ravenhead. And they went, nah, get a little closer to the bowl. And then I don't so know his the rest head's of in the bowl while he's I doing don't know this if song? his head's in the bowl. I know he did sing it in the bathroom of the recording studio. They oh ran Lord. wire into the recording That's into the funny. bathroom. So That's funny. Hopefully there weren't like multiple stalls they had to keep stopping with other people coming in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, excuse me. Didn't yeah. know you were recording. <laughs> yeah. Didn't know. Sorry. I thought you were sick with your head in the bowl. Raven. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's hilarious. Uh, to, to do a follow-up on Adam Curry, he's actually widely credited for pop- popularizing the podcast medium. Wow. Who knew? Yeah. Adam freaking Curry. Wow. Who knew? The guy's introing Rick Springfield videos, and the next thing you know... It's like Hedy Lamar and Jeff Skunk Baxter. You yeah. just never know what's going to happen. God, that's bizarre. That is crazy. That is wild. Wild, wacky Once stuff. Once again, did, I did not know I, that. I did not know that. I did not know that. Wow. Okay, you got any more? I do, actually. Okay. I got um, two more. All right, well, give me one. Mine are short. Um, this, I, <laughs> I remember reading this a while back, so I'm trying to remember it. Okay. That uh, the British Navy used to <laughs> used to play Britney Spears songs to uh, scare away the Somali pirates. That would do it. <laughs> that would do it. They Because the Somalians... You know, believe it or not, they hate Western culture. You're right. I don't know if you knew that or not, but they hate Western culture. And they thought Britney Spears was actually the epitome of Western culture in her time. So they would play the song and they didn't want anything to do with it. So they would stay away from the ships. Because of Britney? Yep. As, as my buddy Tommy, who worked at T-Birds here in town, who's now been running the comedy store out in L.A., he was so funny one time. He was trying to tell me about things to do when the wife and I were out there in 2007. Right. And he says, I can even draw you a map to show you where Britney's stupid Spears lives. <laughs> Britney stupid, stupid Spears. Spears. Little did we know. Who knew? Yeah, I know. Um, Alice Cooper's talking about his mother. Did you know the way she treats his famous friends? Or how she treats his famous friends. 
She's almost 100 years old now. She was born in 1925. Her name is Ella May. Ella May Fernier. Yeah. Fernier, however you and say And this was an interview for BBC Radio. Um, and he was describing the funny way his mom uh, is, uh, is really relentless, treating some celebrities that called him. Um, he says, my mom was a lot of times a doting mom. The other time she was, if you want to make it, you got to get tough. She was very stubborn. So when things were going bad for the band in the beginning, when we were almost breaking up and everything, she would go, you guys have got to get tougher. If you're going to make it, you're going to have to just grind it out. She was the one that pushed Alice into saying, go for it, go get them. Uh, Alice Cooper continued to say that they should have sent her to find Osama bin Laden <laughs> because she would find him and make him clean up the cave before he was arrested. <laughs> He, get, he, gets, he doesn't get enough credit for being so melodically rocking. He, he is. They always think about shock value. Right. And I always think, man, he wrote some of the greatest pop songs of the early 70s. He did. Yeah. He truly did. That's one of them, right? Yep. Alice Cooper. He and Pat Boone were buddies. They used well, to, they imagine. Used to, they played golf yeah, together. Yeah, imagine that. I'm yeah. not surprised by that. He said his mom's greatest line was, hey, superstar, take out the garbage. That's how she would always treat Alice. That's great. Pick up the phone. Jack Nicholson's on the phone, and she would say, okay, Jack, he's right here somewhere. And Jack would say, that was your mom, wasn't it? And like, yeah, that was her. Paul McCartney called him one time and says, this is one of those Beatles. <laughs> the only time she was physically flustered was when she, uh, Alice came home with a picture with Frank Sinatra. Ah, that'll do it. That'll do it. Yep. That was her Elvis, Frank Sinatra. Heck yeah. 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 When she saw that picture, that's when she actually looked right at Alice and said, okay, you're a star. <laughs> that's great. Yep. Hell, she remembers probably being being swooped by uh, Al Jolson for crying out loud. Charlie Chaplin or somebody, right? Great yeah. Day. Almost 100. That's great. Congratulations. Yeah. Good yeah, for that's her. That's so cool. That good is so for cool. her. Uh, this pop star wanted to be Spider-Man. He wanted to play Spider-Man. Okay. So much that he tried to buy Marvel Comics back in the day. He tried to buy it. This is um, probably 1990s. Okay. When, you know, Marvel wasn't making a zillion dollars on movies. Well, because, yeah, yeah, there was no... They uh, had comic books and they'd have... They'd make bad versions of those. Right. And And there was... Yeah, there was no Iron Man movie and none of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This guy wanted to buy him so bad and then Stan Lee said no. Um, Though he said he thought this guy would make a good Spider-Man. He thought the guy wasn't a good businessman. Right. And he didn't want he didn't want to sell rights to something that could really go in the toilet. Okay. So smartly he ended up waiting and Who was it? Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel Jackson is what yes, they would have called Marvel him at that Jackson. point. The King Marvel. of Web. A- Adam Curry might have Adam invented Curry. the web. Yeah, he back invented to the, web the freaking again. podcast. <laughs> Stop it. This is all. This is the full circle podcast. This is crazy, man. Stevie Nicks comes back in. I know. Then, you know and then, yeah. There we go. Just like that. Oh, there's supposed to be a um, the trailer, I think, or the actual uh, commercial is now on the internet. Uh, they're already releasing some of the commercials early for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Whoops. Kevin there's Alice again. There he is. Kevin Bacon has teamed up with the King of Beers. I saw that. They're doing the six degrees with Kevin Bacon. Yeah, it's very good. Head. Have yeah. you seen the Caddyshack ones? No, the not. playoffs on Caddyshack. Oh, Tony Romo. I thought it was good. He looked Did like you? him. He looked like him. <sighs> Everybody, anybody who's ever held a, held a, a rake, or, yeah. you know, you know, has done that yeah. that guy. Him. I think. 
And then uh, Alex Morgan getting beer out of the tap, out of like the old Rodney Dangerfield golf bag. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Alex Morgan. So I thought that was Well, I tell you, Michelob, between Michelob and Budweiser and Bud Light, they're going to be all over the Super they Bowl. Are. Oh, it's time for rapid fire. Hey. Fired off. Here we go. These questions are for you, Tony, man. Okay. Favorite cherish, the association or cool in the gang? Oh, association. <laughs> what recording artist wrote the treacly Bobby? I wrote that word too, treacly. What recording artist wrote the treacly Bobby Goldsboro hit watching Scotty grow? Wayne Newton? Almost as treacly. You need to go a little more treaclier to get All there, right. but I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. Favorite three dog night song? Oh, Shambhala. Two songs hit the top ten named Desire. One in 1980 and one in 1988. Andy Gibb and you too. Boom! Favorite song of the late David Crosby. A favorite song that a date that David Crosby was a part of. Was there one? Oh, really? I David Crosby? Yes. Of anything he was a part of, like the birds or Crosby Stills Nash or singing backup with somebody? Well, Nothing? Okay. No? I'll, I'll tell you what song that I truly adore. It was never a hit by Crosby Stills and Nash. Dark Star. Oh, yeah. Off the CSN album, oh, 77. I could play that yeah. over and over and over again. I could go my whole life again without hearing Southern Cross. <laughs> Way over that. How do you pick, decide between the association and Cool in the Gang for Cherish? I don't know. I just I thought of the title and I thought, okay, I'll make you pick uh, Wimpy songs, Boy. Songs with the same title. Oh, my Lord. Cherish, what a gorgeous song. Well, I thought, by I the association. Yes. yes. That, that's one of the. That uh, Cool in the Gang thing. That that came with a bottle of syrup, I think. Yeah. Just dripping <laughs> the figured, whole time. I figured it did with you. Oh. I thought you would. I thought you oh. might shudder at that Cool in the Gang Yeah, you, so. you nailed that I one did. right, buddy. I got that. All right, well, since you got the rapid fire right there, why don't we do uh, mine? Oh, really? While you're at it. Oh, really? Oh, it's time for rapid fire. While you're at it, over there. How many singles came from the Rhythm Nation CD by Janet Jackson? She put put an album out called Rhythm Nation. Yeah. Four. Okay. Five, probably. All right. Damn it. Radio had three top tens. Who? The band Radio. Oh. R A Y D I O. Yeah, Ray Parker. Yeah, how many top tens did he have solo? I don't know. Oh, Ray Parker? Solo? Two. You are correct, sir. Okay. Name one of the two songs that kept open arms at number two. It couldn't make it to number one because of two songs. You can name either one of them. One guess would be physical. No, it's a little later. Dang it, I missed that one. Okay. Yeah. Was it physical? It wasn't physical? No. Dang it. What song by the Pointer Sisters made top 15, but it was not included in their first greatest hits collection? Mm -hmm. Uh, They do a soundtrack that wouldn't give them the rights? Uh, you know, that very well could be it, because I couldn't figure out why. It was uh, from 1982. It was a 1982 song? Yeah. And, gosh, they had a hit in 82? Oh, yeah. It sounded it sounded Not almost... So shy? No, but it, it was, was kind of in that vein, but it was Slow a little... Slow hand? Nope. A little I poppier. I Should I do it? Should I do it? See, there you go. Yeah, I remember that. See, I forgot that one too. Yeah, but it was not on their first greatest hits. It came later, like in an ultimate collection. Well, it must have been publishing or something. It had to have been. Wow. Uh, one of the what two songs that kept open arms out. Centerfold. Okay. And oh. then I love rock and roll. Ah, there you go. It was a little yeah. later than I was. Yeah. yeah, they were both like six weeks number one. Mm-hmm. That's yep. why I thought physical because it yep. was for, physical kept uh, waiting for a girl like Wh- you. Uh, yeah, wait, and that that's the why one. that was two <coughs> number two for ten weeks. That's right. Remember we did our number two. Foreigner songs. was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Lou Graham said, "Screw this! I'm out." 
Oh, oh yeah, I meant to tell you, the uh, treacly Bobby Goldsboro hit, yeah. Watching Scotty Grow, was written by the equally treacly in many ways, Mac Davis. Oh, we couldn't get hooked on him. Mac did give us, uh, <laughs> he, Mac did write in the ghetto for Elvis. He did. That's and, a, and he had a, he used to have a fun show on the 70s, in the he 70s. He had a fun variety show. He did. He seemed like a very likable guy. Yeah. I just never really liked his music I didn't either. All. I didn't either. Texas in my rearview mirror was okay. Yeah. I'll give you that one. Yeah. But the song, what was the, what the was hits, the, baby, don't get hooked. I'm a, you're a woman child. Yeah. And all this, uh, I'm such just, a, I mean, did, did I'm, women go, ooh. No, he's chauvinist is what he was. He was just, it, it he was, was so pig. bad back then. He was a pig. It was so funny how things change. What was the, when uh, you listen to old songs and you think, really, like that, that Paul Anka crap. Oh. And you're thinking, really? Yeah. You're having my baby thing? Yeah, with Odia Coates. And then, and then, like she showed up on anything else after that. Yeah. You know, she invented the Odia coats, the outerwear. <laughs> Stop. And Adam Curry sells it on the internet. Oh, see, it, uh, you're making shit that's up. That's the Odia coats. You are making shit yeah. up. It, oh. was, it was in uh, Burlington for a while. Yeah, you're making. And then she sold it on the internet. You're making stuff to up. Adam Curry. Uh, you were right with Ray Parker Jr. He had two top the, tens. The other woman and Ghostbusters. Boom. Yeah. All right, so smart ass. I can you name, name the radio hits. Can I mean, you name the radio hits, the three of them? They had three. Three top tens. You can't change that? Yep. Jack and Jill? Yep. And I know the third You're one. You're going to kick yourself. Um, you know it. I know I know it. Jack bow, and Jill. Bow, 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 and I thought you can't change that. That is, you can't change that. Oops. I keep going to you can't change that again. Yeah. A woman needs love. Oh, just like you do. Just like you do. Yeah, I do forget that one. And Janet Jackson, you said four. Yeah, this five. was a greatest hits package. It, it could have been seven or something. Eight. Oh, that's because yeah, Michael did uh, stretched out with a bunch on Thriller. He ended up having seven, and you know they wanted to go one better. Well, yeah. Okay. But there was only nine on that album. How could you go any better? Really, they had seven good. hits off of it. Yeah. The only two that weren't were well, we forgot. Well, what were the seven? Um, because I'll be start, if they were Want to be starting something? No, all Thriller. I know that. Oh, oh, which ones? On um, Rhythm Nation. Oh, Rhythm Nation. Miss You Much. Okay. Rhythm Nation. Right. Escapade. I always call that Nescafe. I always thought that was <laughs> oh, decaf coffee. Oh, misheard. Yeah. I, I know we're going to be doing one. Nescafe. We're going to be doing them again. Yes. The misheard lyrics. And I might bring Kim in for that one. Okay. <laughs> she goes out there like an ambient kind of she's dream a, stuff. She's in left field without yeah. a mitt. For real. <laughs> There's no game in the stadium uh, when she's pulling these things no. out. No, you're crossing uh, the arena. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. These were All these songs that I'm naming off to you were top tens at least. Well, yeah, because it was uh, automatic that r- promoters would, I mean, uh, PDs would put that but song But, dude, in. I mean, these songs were all strong. Yeah, but I don't, now you hear them and go. Come Back mm. to Me, number two. That was a wimpy one, now but it was number two. Is, Black uh, Cat, huge. Well, where's uh, Let's Wait a While? When was that's that next album? No, okay. uh, that wasn't on this one. Okay, that was the first. That was Control. Oh, that was the one. That's where they ripped off America. That song is exactly uh, Daisy Jane. Da, 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 oh da, damn, you're da, right. Da, 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 she sampled. Da, da, she sampled da, da, Ventura Highway in one of her songs. Well, I wonder if they gave uh, someone to call me love. Someone gave, to call my lover. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting yeah. that she actually sampled. Maybe she did. Maybe after they sued her and said, "Well, you know, Terry, Jimmy, um, you can make up for it. You can make yeah. up for it by uh, sampling us for real." Uh, the others are "Love Will Never Do Without You" and "State of the World." Okay, 
So I'll see. I'll give you five of those good ones. The great, other two were probably because it was Janet Jackson kind of thing. No, I think. Right. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, all right. I'm just, hey, what? 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 Huh? I've only I only have one freak mail this week. We've only just begun to freak to freak. <laughs> 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 Woo! It's time to check the freak mail. That's right from the stack. T man and John at gmail.com. Actually, it was cousin Leah. Hey, cousin Leah. She wanted to really just, you know, sing our praises again for the last episode. Oh, Leah, please. I know, right? And uh, but she said she really enjoyed John's recent rapid fire segment that was similar to name that tune that you hit me with out of the clear blue. Oh, playing the hooks of uh, the great beginnings yeah. of songs, and she they said, were all top ten hits in the night in the week of nineteen eighty. And she said, "I hope you do it again soon." I will. So I will. I'm working on one now. You want to hear? You want to hear a piece of this? No. This is what I was working on for the next uh, podcast. No, I don't think you should. I can play a piece of it. It's a compilation. This you is- remember back in the day, Radio Friends, when they used to have contests and they were very intriguing and they were very difficult and they used to give away great stuff. Played snippets. Not that you don't give away great stuff now on the radio, but it's just nationwide stuff. It's right. like, you know, you have such a small we, chance we to have, win. We have Carrie Underwood tickets this week we're giving away. Yeah. And we're doing a thing called Carrie Oaky. Yeah. Get it? Make, and, a, uh, a and, day. Then, and we play the first part of a Carrie Underwood song and we make somebody sing the rest of it. Yeah, okay. So that, that's fun. That's and fun. And it's great tickets. And this is the kind of stuff they used to do on radio. But what they used to do back in the day, they used to do these like little compilations where they would pick maybe a nanosecond yeah, of a song were, they and they would edit a bunch called, of them together called snippets and they were like maybe six or seven in there and it would go on for like a week mm-hmm. and people would call in and you'd put them on the air and they'd make their guesses and it would just go on and on right. and sometimes they were for the average radio listener they became very very um annoying the first five were usually like, "Oh, I'm going to get this." I can this. get that, but then there'd always be this and one then, in there. Yeah, nobody, yeah, Bruh. nobody could get it, right? Unless you got a bunch of clues or or something. I remember this one. I mean, vividly, it was the late '70s, and uh, AM 690 WAPE did one. They were giving a cruise away. Yeah, it was really sweet back yeah, then. You know, of course, and it's cool now. But um, they did it, and I remember this because I, I listened every hour. Yeah. And, I, of course, I taped it, and I'd listen, you know. D- I used I, to do that all the time. Right, and and I wear that tape out. Sir did. And say, what in the hell you, is this? And you would pray the next person would at least get us to number five. Yeah. I, I know six. Yeah. But I can't get five. Can't get it. And then they go, number one, uh, yeah. Dreams, Fleetwood Mac. Right. I remember the first one was Dreams, Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> of course it, it was. Because it started the very beginning. Right. Yeah. And then the next one was like Leonard Ronstadt song or something. And it kind of yep. went, 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 the first three were like, oh, I know this. Oh, four. Damn. Yep. Five. Oh, I got five. Yeah. Okay. Six. Uh, yeah. Nah, nah. And then the last three were like, I have no clue. Yeah. Well, they went on and went on. Yeah. And uh, somebody would get the next one. You're like, oh my gosh, I got six of them now. Yeah. Let's keep it was, listening. It was the talk of the town. It really was. The it was buzz really cool. was amazing on those contests. And <laughs> do you remember WKRP did that? Yeah. Yeah. It was so funny and because the guy, they the, accidentally, Johnny accidentally read that we're giving away $1,000 yep. or whatever it was, and this guy dollars And this guy with like a bad sinus condition yep, gets on the phone them. and he nails them. And it was uh, because Johnny had accidentally said, we're giving away $1,000. Yeah. And it wasn't $1,000. And then it was like $10. Or 100 maybe. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. They had the decimal mixed up. He read it wrong. <laughs> but he said, we're giving away, a th- whatever he said, they're giving yep. away. And uh, it was way off. Off. And so 
they went, well, we got to stick with it. We already said we're giving this money away. we got to yeah. do it Let's now. just make it impossibly and hard. And then Johnny goes, don't worry. Yeah. I'm the king of the snippet or whatever yeah. he called the it. splicing. I and... splice it together. Nobody yeah. will ever get it. Right. So uh, he does the first caller, and he's like, oh, you know, yep. feeling really smug about it. Yep. And the guy, that guy with the nasal condition calls up, you know, like, and number one, Barracuda by heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> number two. Star Spangled Banner by Francis Scott Key. Yeah, and you just see Johnny sinking in the <laughs> he chair. He sinks in the yeah. chair. And I, we cracked up at that because that came on like, you know, two years after the eight yeah. did theirs, you know. And I it know. was just so funny. It really was. And then the great thing at the end, the guy came in to claim his prize. And it was the wrong guy. And then he walked down with him. Hey, cool, man. Okay, you're a music genius, man. Yeah. And then he walks down and then Johnny comes back up with uh, the prize. And goes, that guy was a fraud. Yep. He didn't know the first thing about music or yep. something. It was a cute episode. It was. It so was anyway, really cool. I got here's. I was putting this together, but I, I did want to run this past you because <clears throat> the first one I did, and I did it where I thought I could, I would do like enough notes where you go, if you got it, you got it. And you nailed that last one. I thought it was incredible that you nailed them all, but I thought you would. And I, I impressed upon you. You You're, did. You were going to get all of these. As I was sitting over here like scared shitless you were for a moment. sweating and stuff. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You're, like you were writing a check on a Thursday. And, so, and putting your name on it. <laughs> that's even sweatier. Good luck with that. And so I thought, well, I'm going to do one for love. I'm going to do some some love songs uh, with the word really? love in it. Love? I thought it would because be Because of great. Valentine's Day? Right. Valentine. Our next podcast is going to be like the day we'll it's tape gonna be, it the day it's after gonna Valentine's It's going to be the day after, right. Yeah. Right. I yeah. thought, oh, man, that'd be fun. I'll do that and maybe make it a, maybe make it a homework assignment for mm. our uh, for the freaks out there. A homework assignment. For fellow freaks. Fellow freaks. I think that would be fun, but I think I've I've cut it too tight. I, yeah. If this is the one you played me earlier, this I would agree to that. This is the one I played you earlier. Ladies and, I, and gentlemen, this is absolutely mind-bending. Oh, do you think, okay, can we leave this out? You think four people, you think somebody would go, I know three of those four. Do you think? We can throw this one out. I th- this was just a. I think this is just a sample you can throw out there, and we can get spec. people to email this us. This is a pure spec. Tman and John at gmail.com. I think it's a little difficult. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, after I listened to it, I went back. I said, "Okay, that's a little tough." My God! Uh, but because I'm a, I'm a gauge at that because I do these games I know. for I know for for that's I, part I of get what it. I do. I get it. And I thought it's too tough. When it's too tough for you, it's too tough for. Ninety-nine point eight percent of the people. You in the could world. smell smoke when I was listening to it, couldn't you? I could because I just were, I'm sitting here going. You were what burning on number two, like hell? wait, number two, number one. Uh, I would, I, we have to d- divulge that he thought it was the Beatles. So when you listen and go, it's not the Beatles. It's not the Beatles. No, it's not. But that's it's funny how you what you hear because all you're hearing is something in a vacuum. You're hearing it. With nothing I, yeah. else around it. Yeah, it was weird. And then once you think you got it, the next snip comes quick and it throws your brain into the next song. Yeah, into neutral. <laughs> <laughs> or actually going 60, it went to reverse. Oh, man. <laughs> Completely off gear. Transmission on the floor. It, it, yeah, laying yeah. on laying South on Side, side Boulevard of- <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> I was about to say South Side myself. We even have the same reference points. We are too it's, weird. It's the nerd vault. That's what. <laughs> we yeah. need to get. We need to get a vault sound effect. We do. We need to throw that in big time. Uh, and maybe then Don Henley would want to use that sound effect. See exactly. Get him in a vault to sing "Witchy Woman" or something. See if he likes that better. Maybe we can get Donald Fagan to do "New Frontier." Oh, there you oh, go. Wait, okay. Hey. It finally made its appearance on the podcast. <laughs> okay. Here are the. Love it. Here are the four. Here's my four love snips. Uh, can I? Can we tell them that love snips? Well. 
That's a whole different podcast. That's a, yeah, where are you going? <laughs> oh, I ain't going nowhere. Here's John and his love snips. <laughs> <laughs> the password is snip. Light. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for turning on the light. Oh, stop. Turn it off. Here we go. Here's the, the love, bulb burned out. Love snips. Love. Now, see, how stupid hard is that? That is crazy hard. I agree it was crazy hard. That's when I, That's why I did this beforehand and said, let me run this past you. I, we never have yeah. we ever run anything past each other ever no. for this podcast. No. Never. This is all straight up. <laughs> but this one, I thought, I don't want to make it look bad, like, you know, whatever. I just think I don't want something to be too too weirdly difficult. And I think that was. And I know what's going to happen. But what happens? Everybody's going to know all four of these. I, I, You're going to get like 71 emails from people saying. And I'm going to look so damn stupid. <laughs> It's like, Tony, you couldn't get any of those? Hell, that was easy, man. Give me another one. Listen, I didn't get any of them, and I made it. I, John didn't know. Ten minutes later, I'm to like, look what up his was notes. for? I'm what coming was... up with guesses, and he's looking at his notes. Wait a minute. Let me see. Uh, no, it could have been. No. It, that could have been her. Hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, one more time if you want to. Uh, yeah, participate want, with this. Get, yeah. your, get your phones out go and ahead. tape it on your phone. Yeah, rewind, rewind, rewind. Yeah, and then just keep playing it. There we go. Here we go. <laughs> We'll need complete silence, please. Yes, go ahead. The hell? He told me the answers. I still don't know. <laughs> T-Man and John at gmail.com. That's, That's a bear. bear. That's a booger bear. That is really. Get with us now, on that if one. if you threw Patrice Russian in there, I would know it. Yeah. Immediately, I would know it. Yes. What the hell are we going to do the next uh, podcast on? I right? don't know. Do you have we, a, we, we, we want to do what the hell? The what could, the hell top ten? Uh, or we could do uh, everybody's favorite love songs. Like oh, we love could do in that the title. Because we got you know we got the snips. The yeah. snippets. We've got, if you've ever had snips, you know how painful that can be. Well, if you need a salve once again. <laughs> you sure do, I man. use the ointment. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't take a shot, but maybe the salve would work. The salve would work and maybe the uh, new spray they got. They have a new spray. For snips. Oh, great. <laughs> I done, listen here, listen baby, I done, I done got the snips. See, when we start getting this damn silly, it's time to go. Time for lunch, I and, know, that's and, for sure. And lunch. <laughs> yeah, send us, uh, come up with your top three songs that have love in the title. T-Man and John at gmail.com, and we'll do a lovey-dovey. No, we're not going to get that savvy. No, this is going to be the funny part. We're having to play love songs with Tony around. Yeah, so you know what I'm coming up with. Yeah, it's only going to be a halt. Ain't Love a Bitch by Rod Stewart. <laughs> love is for sissies. Yeah. Love is for suckers by who somebody. Yeah, Love Stinks. Dre X. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Love Stinks. I mean, come on. I'm, this is right off the top of my friggin' head. Oh, yeah. Uh, How about this? This is going to be stuck in your head. What's okay. Love, oh. uh, <laughs> Yeah, go back to Patrice. Okay. And let's get the hell out. T-Man and John Bye. at gmail.com. Send us your uh, thoughts about the snips, and then send us your top three songs with love in the title. We'll do that next time around here at the old uh, podcast bunker. It's not going to be named after Adam Curry. Yes, it will. No, it's Damn, not. I'm already getting a no. frame. Stop for it. it. Yeah. Okay. Stop it. Bye. Bye.